Well, hey there. Welcome back to Leader Talks with the NYC. My name is Matt Taylor. I'm the host of this new podcast dealing with leadership as far as in your work life, in your home life, with your family, with ministry. Basically, we're bought into the idea that leadership is a universal language, and if we can help you become a better leader, you become a better parent, you become a better spouse, you become a better ministry leader, and you become a better coworker. So whatever your context, this is for you. Today, we're going to kind of jump in on the conversation of the confident leader, the confident leader. I like confidence. Uh, sometimes my wife tells me I'm too confident, which is probably true. There have been many, many examples in my life where I thought I had something all together and I didn't. Uh, but the word confident and the idea of confidence is very interesting because you have some people who, like myself, can tend to be overconfident or you have some people who are underconfident. They're not confident at all. You have some people that go way beyond overconfidence and just jump right into arrogance. And so where where's the balance? Where do we find the mix in all this? Because no one wants to be around an arrogant leader, someone who thinks they're better than what they are and just carries this air about themselves of they've got it, they don't need you. Um, Then at the same time, you don't want someone to be overconfident where they jump into something that is not really there. Like they have a good heart, they have a good intention, but they're they're not ready to jump into that. But at the same time, underconfidence can also be just as bad. Someone who is not ready to jump in to uh, into something and they they have the ability, they have the skill set, but their hesitation or their lack of belief in themselves can hold them back. So where where do we find the balance? What do we do? What do we look at in this grand scheme of confidence and the leader? So today, no matter where you are on that spectrum, my hope is that we can find balance, we can find self-awareness, and we can look at two very big things. So thing number one, know who you are. I'm going to say that again. Thing number one, know who you are. As a believer, it's super important for you to have a good understanding of who you are, what your gifts are, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, the things that you like, your preferences, things that you don't like. And you know, I think it's interesting, especially in the ministry context, we uh, we hesitate when it comes to saying things that we're good at and what we're not good at. We're hesitant to say things that we're really passionate about and things that we don't like. And I don't know if that comes from a standpoint of like culture. It's kind of what we've been taught to do. Um, I know sometimes we're worried if we share with someone that we're good at something, it can come off like, oh, I'm braggadocious. I'm really good at this. You should pick me. At the same time, sometimes we're scared to share something that we're good at because we feel like we'll be put into it forever. No break, no rest, nothing. If they discover that I work in kids ministry and I like kids, that I'm not ever going to get a Sunday off. Or that if I like to play around on the drums and the church needs a drummer, I'm going to be the permanent drummer and I can't get a break. You know, there are many reasons in a multitude of, of thoughts and conversations revolving around the idea of our strengths and our weaknesses. But one of the most important things to do is to understand who you are. And so for me, uh, just to go into a personal example, I, I struggled with confidence for a long time in my life. I was very insecure in high school. I struggled with my identity. I struggled with who Matt Taylor was, who he's supposed to be. And it's kind of funny because uh, the family I was staying with um, while we were in a season of transition, my mom lived in Mississippi while I was in Florida for a little bit. And so it was, it seemed like every week I tried to be someone different. 
Uh, and and I, I dressed a different way. I talked a different way. And the school I went to was incredibly cultured. You know, I was uh, in our ninth through 12th grade at Oviedo High School. We had 2,000 kids, a lot of kids. And so when I transitioned from there to Mississippi, the school that I went to, K through 12, felt like it had 2,000 kids for the entire school. So there were a lot of people with a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of a lot of different culture. And for me, I... I I was drawn to the idea of someone being comfortable with who they were as a person. And I struggled with that because I didn't know who I was. And And I'd like to point that I didn't have a dad growing up and I didn't feel like there was anybody there to point that to me. But really at the end of the day, it just I was not comfortable with me because I didn't know who I was. And so I had to go on this journey of self-discovery. Well, who is Matt? What what is what are Matt's gifts? What are Matt's strengths? What what makes me special or unique? Or what doesn't make me special or unique? What are what are my weaknesses? And so I had to go on this journey with people speaking into my life and encouraging me and you know, serving in different areas, trying different things. Uh, you know, with basketball, I discovered that I wasn't the best water boy in the state. So I'm I, you know, don't at me. It's it is what it is. Uh, and if you would like to have a water off a be more than happy to challenge you to that. Um, but even going beyond kind of who I am as a person, who I am as a leader, what does that look like? Who, who am I as a spouse? Who am I as a friend? And, and really having to be okay with the idea of things that I'm gifted at, but also the things I'm not gifted at. And if we're honest, that's probably one of the hardest things to talk about is what are we not good at? Like, like what, what are some things that we can sit down and say, hey, that's not me. I'm more than happy to serve in whatever capacity. I'm more than happy to do whatever. I just know that I'm not the best person for that fit. Because in the, in the, in the same breath, we want to be good. We want to be where we serve well. But in the, in the same token, we don't want people to look down on us because we are not gifted in an area. And it's not that a lack of giftedness or a lack of skillfulness separates you from what could be. And it's just being honest with what are what are your natural giftings? You know, it uh, you were no less of a person because you're not good at one thing compared to another person. So for me, I had to, I had to figure that out. And there was three different practical ways that helped me. Three different resources that really helped me kind of discover who who I am and what I'm comfortable with and and what my skills are. And that was kind of over the course of a couple of years. And so my goal today. If you don't have a solid understanding of who you are, or maybe even if you do, these three resources can be a benefit to you to help you find them. Now, two of the three are completely free for you to find and discover. One of them does require a little bit of an investment on your part, but it is absolutely worth it. It is a game changer for you. So let's jump into it. Number one is uh, the 16 personalities test. If you have never taken it, it's super fun. It kind of breaks you down into a character, uh, gives you a personality type. And for me, I am the protagonist. It fits my personality well. The dude has a sword and a shield and he's like, to war, we will fight, we will win, we can do this, guys. He's a motivator, he's a fighter, he's a believer in people, and he talks a lot. And so uh, that was something I, I really connected with is I like to talk. Um, I also discovered through that that motivation can be a good thing, but if not done right, it can do more harm than good because you can encourage someone to step into something they're not ready for and cause way more damage and then be like, oh, well, you'll get it next time when it was incredibly embarrassing uh, or painful for the person in the other party. And so it began to open up a picture for, okay, Matt, this is who you are as a person. You are high energy, you're a go-getter, you are a motivator, but you have to be careful not to do too much at the same time. 
Then I discovered a book called Strength Finders 2.0. This resource is the one that has a little investment to you, but it is worth it. Hear me. It is worth every penny for you to discover the five gifts that you have, you are naturally good at. And so Strength Finders goes behind this idea of a strength philosophy. And this is gathered through Gallup Research. And it pinpoints five gifts that you are naturally good at based on the test that you take. And of these five gifts, they would argue that you spend all of your energy and your time focusing on developing these five gifts because it's, it's what you're good at, what typically lines up with what you're passionate about. Focus on making these better. So you go from good to great in this and not worry about where your weaknesses are. Have an understanding of what they are, but don't try and fix them. Instead of being a jack of all trades and a master of none, be really, really good at, at the normal skills, the natural skills that you have. And so for me, I got to look in, positivity was one of them. Visionary was one. Maximizing was one. Communication was one. They had the gift of woo, which is winning others over and trying getting people to think like how I think and agree with my stance on things and lined up perfectly with the protagonist in my, my 16 personalities. And so those two really helped me hone in on who Matt Taylor is. And so in through that, I discovered I'm not a creative person. I, so we can argue what creativity is. I'm speaking directly to like planning parties, what things should look like, what colors match that stuff. It, it, it does not make a difference to me. Now, if we were to talk four or five years ago, it would have been very important to me because in my personality, I like to, I, I like to please people. I like people to recognize the hard work and dedication that I put into things. I like people to, to know that I'm giving my best and I want to please, not just for the sake of saying, hey, look at me, look at me. I just want to know that when I put my hand to something, it's the absolute best that it can be. And so the competitor in me wants to say, hey, no matter what I do, I want to be the best at it. Again, if that's not careful, that can go into the line of overconfidence or arrogance and uh, and find myself in a place where I get humbled very quick because if I jump into something that I'm not ready for, ooh, it can be humbling. Um, and so for me, being in kids ministry, primarily all of my ministry career, if you would put it that way, uh, creativity is a natural element for kids church. So on its basis, I thought I was a creative person, but I'm not, not in the sense of getting a balloon arch ready or what mascot we should have or what, what big fun thing should happen. Uh, I, and, and to better, to better put it, I, I'm an energetic person, not a creative person. I have fun at the parties. I don't know how to make the parties. I can go to a party and be like, wow, this is awesome. This is great. You know what? If we tweak this a little bit, it could be even better. One of my strengths is maximizing. And so like I, I, I can look at something and try and help make it to be the best that it can be. And I can have fun and I will champion, put all my energy into it. But I'm not necessarily the guy to create it. And once I started understanding that, it helped me begin to to shift in my leadership and surround myself with people that happened to be stronger in areas that I was weak. Well, another practical way for that, you have the 16 personalities, you have the Strength Finders 2.0, and then you have the Enneagram. Now, I'm going to go ahead and let you know, I am not an Enneagram expert. That, that's not me, um, but I do know enough about it that you have a number and then you have a wing. So for me, I am a three wing two. 
I am a person that likes to accomplish things. I like to get things done. I like people to be proud of me, but I'm also a helper, which is which is the wing two. And then you have numbers based off of your primary number that indicate when you're really healthy, you have these tendencies. And when you're really unhealthy, you have these tendencies. And so it'd be very interesting for you to take a look and slow down long enough to, to take a moment to discover what's your personality type. What are your top five strengths? What is your Enneagram number? Because that also helps plays into your personality. What is your wing? Like where, where do you kind of lean? I mean, we all have different, the different numbers play into our life, but what's a, what's a number that you kind of, you land on and what's kind of a wing, but also your healthy and unhealthy tendencies and getting a good grasp of all that helps you discover who you are. And knowing who you are, you tend to be more confident. A lot of people that I see who are insecure or they lack confidence, it, it comes primarily from that understanding or lack of understanding of, of who they are, who they've been created to be. I think we're all unique. We all have our own fingerprint that we're here to leave on the earth. And I think we're created, designed just like that for that reason. And so taking time to understand who you are helps out tremendously. But the second part of that is understanding who you are not. You need to know who you are, but you also need to understand who you're not. Because understanding who you're not helps you empower your team to get people better than you around you to help move everything forward. And so what do I mean by that? I knew that I am not a creative person. I had this discovery, boop, light bulb went off. I'm not a party planner. But there are people in our church, there are people in our communities that love to do that, and they're really good at it. So for an example here at the assembly, uh, Lindsey Gurley, Mandy Grawbear, Cindy and Alexis Nelson, they they are dreamers, they are creative people. And I've learned that if we're going to do anything creative with kids ministry, it's none of my business. That's a conversation I don't need to be a part of. I will have fun when I show up to that party. Does that mean I don't care about the decisions being made? No, not at all. I, I absolutely care. But I also trust them and lean into their giftedness of, of that strength. And so me knowing that that's not me, I don't have this pressure of trying to be something that I'm not. And if I don't know who I am, then I don't know who I'm not. And if I spend so much time trying to impress people and please people uh, with my level of confidence, I'm going to think I'm better at something than what I am, which leans into the sign of arrogance. You know, if I try and be the best at absolutely everything I put my hand to, I will be, I won't be good. I won't be significant. I won't make a difference. But if I can really hone in on who I am as a person and what skill sets have been given to me, then we can start making some traction because I can focus in directly on what I am called to do. And so we're in the South and I have a good example that a friend of mine, Jeff Little, gave me years ago, right before we transitioned to Columbus. Um, he and I were talking about just different roles and he said, you know, Matt, when you go hunting, uh, you can take two different types of weapons, right? You can take a shotgun or you can take a rifle. Now, the idea of a shotgun is it has a shot, but it sends lots of little pellets that reach out. He said, but for big game, you don't necessarily take a shotgun because it, it's not it's not long distance. You have to get up close. But if you have a rifle, a, a sole focus, it's able to take out big game. And so 
taking that back into this idea of what we as leaders are, let's be, let's be the ones that focus in to take on the big game. I know what I'm good at, so I'm going to focus in on that. And if I know who I'm not, then I can help other people discover who they are and help them step into those roles. And once I discover people that have strengths in my weaknesses, I need to be confident in who I am as a person to give them an opportunity to leave their fingerprint on it as well. And so as the leader, I'm responsible for the vision and the culture of where we're going. But I also need to build a team around me so that we're firing on all cylinders. We have the best people in the best place to move everything forward in the right direction. So when it comes to the creative planning, there are things that are done that I wouldn't have even thought of, but you know what? It's okay. That's not my gift. I'm completely comfortable saying you guys get the party ready and I can help throw the party. So for me, I had to realize that I am good at spreadsheets and I'm good at talking. You know, Stephen Furtick said it best. He said he felt the only tool that he had in his toolbox was a microphone. And I'm not saying that I'm good on a microphone. I'm just saying I feel like that is one of the best gifts that I have, whether I I need to obviously need to continue to grow and develop it. But I'm, I'm comfortable with public speaking. I'm comfortable with leading teams. I'm comfortable with creating conversations. I'm comfortable with talking where some people are absolutely terrified. They don't want anything to do with that, but they're incredibly gifted behind the scenes. So if you get someone who is comfortable in one area, another person who's comfortable in another area, and you begin to build your team and you begin to build your organization around people who are excelling in their strengths, then the whole team wins, right? So now I don't feel this pressure of having to have an answer for everything because I know who I am and I know who I am not. So if I don't know, that's not me. But you know what? Let's find the person who is and let's get their experience into it. As we begin to go from just being a sole leader that I have to have the answer to everything to empowering people and finding their strengths and encouraging them to go forward, then we can be a confident leader. I'm confident even when I don't know because I know someone who does. And my trust in their ability and their skill set outweighs my fear of having to come up with an answer. And so it's an interesting thing. You would naturally think knowing who you are not and not being prepared for something would cause a lack of confidence when in fact it's, hey, I'm more confident because I know that's not me, but I know someone who can step into that, whether it's planning parties, whether it's follow-up, whether it's communication, whether it's practical ways we can help move our church, our ministry, our organization forward. There are people in our world and in our context that can help us move the needle forward. And so I just kind of went in with that thought today. Where do you stand on the spectrum? Are you a confident leader? Are you an insecure leader? Are you a little bit of an arrogant leader? Where do you find yourself in the mix? I would encourage you to find balance, be confident in knowing who you are, but also be confident in knowing who you are not. Empower people to fill the the places of your weakness and watch as you move ministry, move leadership, and you move your corporation forward. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We've been talking about the confident leader, but I would encourage you. We've had some great conversations with leaders like uh, Michael Watkins talking about hope, and we've had conversations with Jessica Bryan uh, dealing with all things ministry related. And so go back, check them out. Would love to hear from you. You can get in touch with me through social media at Matt number two, the Taylor, Matt to the Taylor on both Facebook and Instagram, or you can email me at mtaylor at msaog.org. 
Again, that's mtaylor at msaog.org. I would love to keep the conversation going with you, and I would love to see how we can empower you and partner with you to help you be the best you can be. Again, leadership is a universal language, and we're all better for it. So go out there, be the best husband, be the best wife, be the best spouse, be the best parent, be the best leader in your church, and be the best leader in your workplace, and let the Lord use you. We love you guys. We'll see you next time.